Okay, boys, open up Daf Lamed, please. Daf Lamed. I was debating: do we do we repeat again what we learned last last on uh, Monday? The wording was so powerful, was so powerful. So we'll have a just a quick reminder and, and learn a little bit this morning, just to, to to continue the flow. What we had learned on Monday was a a. Um, was basically, a, I feel like it was the Rebbe was saying, yeah, let's put our money where our mouth is, and saying, have you ever heard your own soul while it's singing? It was a beautiful, beautiful piece. Have you ever heard yourself while you were singing? And it was, what well, we basically said it was called the pin-dropping shear. Like I, you have to drop a pin in the moment where, it's, where, it's, where the shtim is on. The thrill is gone, the shtim is on, Right. When it's happening in life, in order to build ourselves as a binion of people that are in touch with their emotions, you have to keep on dropping pins and reminding yourself, in this place it felt good, or in this place it felt bad, therefore causing you to not go back to places that are bad for you, hopefully, and to schlep you back to places that are very good for you. The greatest thing in the world that could happen to us is to hear ourselves while we're singing in the zone. He brought the most gorgeous visualization um, where he spoke about, uh, uh, what was it, the angels, right? Yeah, he said, uh, if, you, if you keep on allowing yourself to just have this moment of dvekut, you could eventually hear yourself singing with angels. Um, Look at the end of the first paragraph on this page, the fourth line from the bottom. If we only heard even a little tiny whisper of what this sounds like, as it kol atzmo in kol ritzonotav, machshevotav dibrav umasav, b'foal mamish, rak bilti l'ashem levado ayam ekadesh. If you would hear even a, a tiny whisper of what's going on in this moment of dvekut, Every part of your life would, would want to just say, here, I'm, you know, I'm in this with you, Hashem, and all my life is for you. Aval, milfanav akol sagur, umimeno nistar, is the way we ended the paragraph. However, that's not what's happening in our, in our, in our Yiddishkeit. It's not what's happening in our Shachar. It's, it's not the way we operate. Chaval, meaning, he's not saying, and, the, and, that, and therefore you have to find a different technique. He's just saying, let's just, call things up for what they are. It's not the way we operate. It'd be geschmack and gewalt if we actually did like this, but it's not the way we generally operate. But there must be, we have to know that these things are possible. We have to understand that these moments are actually real because the more I believe in them and the more I take advantage of them, the more those moments actually last much longer. Um, if you go on a tangent right now, something that happened last night in a, in a good way, uh, I'll just say, I'll try to do it with kids or nimrats. You know, I have this, I, t- I keep on mentioning to you, this Chabura of Bremach Shavatova online, to people that are learning it for the first time, and they keep on asking there, with very, you know, important questions on, like, how do highs last? How do highs last? And we've had a few shurim on this. I don't know who was here. I think you were there, Brenner and Yossi. Akiva, you were there too. You're with in Hadith, right? You are on that trip? The f- 2018. I don't remember the year, but I think you. But you were there yeah. in Hadich. I don't know if you were on that trip. You weren't. You never in Hadich, right? 
we learned by the Alter Rebbe, you'll see we're definitely there. We learned with the Alter Rebbe, how do highs actually last? How do you, how do you make these moments that he's speaking about stretch and last longer? So the moment you try, it's out. <laughs> That's like a cloud. Like the moment that this is happening, I want this to, then at that moment you killed it. It's gone. It's not happening anymore. Our goal is not to make moments like this last necessarily longer, uh, consciously, but though there is a sneaky way. I'll take a few minutes up here, I'll take a few minutes there, I'll take a few minutes in the afternoon, I'll take a few minutes in the evening of this. And eventually I'll take a few more minutes late in the morning of this, then I'll take a few more minutes when I wake up in the morning of this kind of vibe, till eventually I'll connect the dots and it'll be one long-lasting experience of dveikut. That's a, that's a strategy, meaning that's a tachbula that fights the Yitzhahara, because the Yitzhahara comes and says, yeah, come, try to make this longer. Make this moment longer. Boom, done, you killed it. What the Rebbe is going to keep on doing is like, let's go through the back door. Let's keep on finding tactics through the back door to approach a life that you really want to live. He says, because when you taste what this is, you're really going to want to take the rest of your life and mekadesh it all to Hashem. And it's not threatening, it's inviting, it's beautiful, it's, it's great. And, and the word threatening is what I keep on re- referring to over here because of the next paragraph. We're in the second paragraph on Daf Lamed. And from now, I'm talking to you, sweet Didla, that wants this so badly. You want to grow. You want to keep on rising above in the world of Chasidut. You want to be an Eved Hashem. Mm-hmm. Be happy over the illustration that we just showed you. Don't allow this to depress you, which happens quite often. Like, um, sometimes, sometimes we learn such illustrious Torahs, but we see that we're not, what, we're not there, and it, and it wants us, you know, buries us. Not only are we not there, we can't see ourselves getting there. Right. That's the... we, don't think, we don't think it's possible. Or we think it's, or we may think it's possible for him, but not for me. But what we just learned was, I mean, I don't want to sound too optimistic, but it was basically, you don't even know how powerful you are. That's very inspiring. It is, but what if you don't believe then? But that's what I'm saying. You don't even right. know how. Like, I'm telling you, you say a little bit of davening and like Nahon. the heavens blow up. So that's. I that's I, I agree. I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world. But why is he why is he giving chizuk now to someone? Like, how come that's not enough? You're right, but how come he feels the need to now, now, like, cuddle, comfort the person and say, listen, be happy with what we just told you, because we've seen tendencies, maybe he's saying this, without saying this, of people not really, maybe believing that what you just said is relevant to everybody else, but me, the individual, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in that parsha. If, if only everyone here knew my dark, you know, my skeletons in the closet, then they'd understand why I don't think I'm worthy of this. Even though, Every person in this room feels the same way, <laughs> to a certain extent. Oh, if people knew my story, they'd say, what are you doing in this Chabura? Get out of here right now. Right? But he doesn't qualify it. No. He doesn't say, not here. you're Mahal Shabbos, the angels don't no. say that when you doubt it. He doesn't. No, he doesn't, he doesn't say nothing. Nachon. Okay. Nachon. Be happy with what we just told you. We're not asking of you to develop this new sense of feeling. And we're not asking right now like, for miracles to come, be coming down from Shemaim in order for you to be, have a state of this awesome dvekas. Barishona u'bereshit avodatcha mimcha dorshim 
Ki akol becha. All we're demanding of you is to realize something. Two words. Hakol becha. Everything is already within you. You just don't have access. Now, does it, what does that do to a person? What does that do? Depression. Or inspiring. Or inspiring, If it's in you and you can't feel it, and it, why can't I do Why can't I feel it? Why, what do I have to do? And why isn't it coming out? Like a person that walks into his house after their day at work and his wife greets him with something and his kids are there and he's crying saying, how come this doesn't fill my heart? This should fill fill my heart, but it's nistam mimeni. It's it's clogged away from me. So that could be depressing, but it could also be. But wait a second, it it, it it's true. Hakol becha. It's all in me. It's already within me. I don't know. Sometimes that's to, a choice. Huh? That's a choice. That's what he's saying. Yeah, we're telling you it's in you. Now you choose. I'm telling this. The Rebbe is saying, "I can't. I'm not going to twist your arm." I'm telling you. This he says, "Dorshim, we're demanding of you one thing. That's the one thing. Dorshim, hakol becha. That's what we're demanding of you to choose in order to continue the the the, the dance with us." Zeo. Hitrakshut becha vegamata ish mitragesh. There is feeling, sensing, emotion within you, and you are a feeling person. You just choose to believe that. All we're asking of you is to get to know yourself. This is what the Rebbe is saying. Get to know who you already are. Get to know yourself. Get to know who you are and get to know what's taking place inside of you. Does that sound like a difficult prerequisite? Why does that sound so difficult? I mean, it's not, but if you think you're crap, it is. Mm. You know, I, mean, I don't want to get to know that, right? Or once you start, right. Right. Once I, you start I, I looking, you might not uh. like what you're going to see. Right, right. That's why he's saying, well, beneath that layer of feces, let me tell you, this, there's something really, really amazing, amazing going on in there. It's true. If, if I believe I'm garbage, and he's saying, listen, everything is becha. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what's in me. <laughs> the Rebbe is saying, so that's not what I mean. <laughs> that's not what I mean. Yeah. But it's true. Once you do B'dikas Chametz and you realize, oh my God, I thought I was just clearing out a little perur uh, 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 of, of pita. And I like, I have shawarmas and falafels and <laughs> pizzas. And I got so much more in this. Some huh? Some some I got a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I got so more than others. I got a lot of schug. <laughs> I got a lot of immovable stuff. Right, right. What about the immovable stuff? Well, he's just so again. He's he's saying over here, over and over again. Let's just say, bemet hakol becha. Everything is in you. Yeah. Everything. What does it mean? Everything. Everything we've been speaking about. The ability to be someone that actually is, you know, as as the. The qualities of someone that can be moved and touched and grow and grow, meaning the, the ability to grow is also within you. And the Rebbe is saying, that's the prerequisite, to trust us. Take our word. You have to choose to take my word. I feel like that's what he's saying. Choose to take my word. 
And now let's move on. But that's the beginning of the Avodah. But he's saying something very interesting. He's saying, We're not demanding of you to reach a state of seeing a totally new revelation come down from Shamaim in order to be part of this. Uh, in order to be part of this. Again, no, he tells us what our hishtadlut is. Alecha lishtadel, fifth line in the second paragraph. Alecha lishtadel, rak leakirotcha vet asher becha mitrachesh. What we're asking of you to attempt to try, to try and do whatever you can, is to have, some would say, enough guts. Some would just say, I'll take his word for it. If I really start to search inside, I'll discover a matmon. I'll discover a matmon, a, a, a treasure. I'll discover a treasure under the bridge. I'll discover a treasure. Beseder. Your soul is filled with screaming and begging all the time. You just don't hear it. You just don't hear it. All you have to do is give a, uh, provide for yourself a matzah. How do you say that in English? In politics, they use that. Uh, what? A platform. A, a platform, yeah. You have to just provide a platform within you upon which you yourself will, will reveal yourself and strengthen yourself. Then you'll get to know yourself and your feelings stripped away from all the layers and garments through which they usually express themselves. Without your personal needs. And without, how does he say it there, David? Without the... the um, Sackcloth. The sackcloth, which what? Darkened his pure yearnings. So the sackcloth is basically the way that we interpret things we don't understand about ourselves. Okay. So he says, without that stuff, meaning you'll get to know who you are and what you really want, and you'll fall in love with it. Trust me. Now, I'll take his word for that. That's Emunas Tzadikim, you know. I'll take his word. At a certain point, we have to believe the Tzadik. Like, at a certain point, you got to just, like, stop learning th- something that's like, hmm... Like, I hate when people do this. You know, I see what Soloveitchik is saying. Schneerson had a good thought. Schneerson had a good thought. Take your, put your head in the toilet talking like that. Schneerson had a good thought. Soloveitchik had a nice idea. Are you Meshuggah? My favorite is Avadia was a Das Yachid. Huh? Avadia was a Das Yachid. Good luck, bro. Anyway, I'll, I will take the tzaddik at a certain point in, in, in learning and in learning this stuff as well. You, you kind of have to jump in and be like, I'm here. He's with me. I will discover a matmon. I will discover a treasure. But what I have to do is create a platform. He's saying this is the avoda right now, creating the platform upon which you can reveal yourself to you. There needs to be some kind of a base. There needs to be some kind of a structure that you create, that you develop for you to get to know yourself, the, the real you that's stripped away from all the facades, all the different malbushim, all the different garments that we've... Look, I hear Reb Shlomo once say, a form of death in this world is when you actually do pour out your heart and soul to someone, 
and they don't know what you're talking about. Like, you have a friend that you actually do bless you. You do actually, you know, get to that place of having enough guts to attempt to express the feelings in their most raw form, stripped away from all the levushim, and they're sitting there and you're like, Sorry, huh? <laughs> you know, this, hap- this, is why, this is why being a musician is so dangerous. Because, you know, if you're really, if I have, I have, I've been having this conversation a lot with a certain someone who's like, I think 30, 30, yeah, about 30 years old. He's a rising star in the Israeli music scene. And he's so deep. And he's, he's realizing, like, the sheker is just so big. And he comes from a family of musicians, obviously, and he's, he said to me, like, it doesn't make sense that I'll go up on a stage, I'll strip, I'm a bear, I'm bear, I'm bearing, like a mamish naked up there, pouring out my heart and soul of the real me. And I'm depending, like, I'm basically saying, if this is miskabel, if this is, if this is accepted by the people that are listening, and they clap or they're moved, that means that the outpouring of my soul is either good or bad. Mm. That's insane. No, but you can't. Who could live like that? It's also true. Hmm? It's also true. What do you mean? Likes are a form of currency. So plug that into, plug that into the mashal we just said. If, if that person's pouring out his heart and soul, right. and... And he gets paid, he feels good about it. Paid pay, forget money, forget money, forget no, money. I'm saying he gets paid in cheers and, and applause. He gets paid in cheers and applause. And what if he doesn't? It's hard to deal with. <laughs> right. You just put yourself Leads, out there. Right. You, you right. expose yourself. I hear musicians are into, like, uh, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> because you're, because your, your kium, your existence... Right, the way you've warped it is dependent on how it's being received and not how it's being expressed. How do you rewire that? Some would say it's impossible. If that's how you go into that business, right. yeah, I don't know if it's possible. I, I don't know anyone that actually went to that place, saw that, you know, did, did the avoda, and then came back again, not caring what anyone thought and was actually happy about their lives if they weren't getting paid by this. I don't know if it's possible. Like, like uh, Karl Karlbach, he'd, he'd do his thing, and there would be uh, days where it was full, but many days where it wasn't full. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a total exception because he never, ever did that for the... There's another Rav you should know. <laughs> this is an amazing thing. You have, have you heard of Rav Erez Moshe Doron? I've mentioned his name. Have you known him? He's yeah. written many books in Breslov. Yeah, he's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. He's an unbelievable... Do you remember when we did the parenting series? It was based on his book called uh, From Dust to Gold. We did this a few summers. Wow, it's already a long time ago already, maybe like six years ago, on Shabbos afternoon. Mainly based on his Sefer on, on parenting. He's amazing. Now, he's a giant. He has books all over the place and it's a tremendous following. And, and I saw he was speaking in Kfar Saba a few weeks ago. My parents are in Ranana, so it's pretty close. I said, Abba, I'm a Want to hear a real? My father really enjoys a good geshmak shir. So I said, I sent him the flyer, and my father went, and I said, this, you know, he's very big. You maybe go early, get a seat, and everything. There were five people in the room. My father said, did not. My father said for ninety minutes, this rabbi spoke about the neshama of David Amelech in our generation as if there were five thousand people in the room. So there are those. They're bodedim. These are real serious conscious people that are understanding that 
The, but we all know you could have 5,000 people in a room and one person maybe understands what you're saying, or you could have five people in the room and they're actually with you. So the numbers game is the, one of the greatest illusions for anyone in the arts to try to conquer, but it, everyone suffers from this. I mean, this is... Lechatchila, no person should ever go into the performing arts. Lechatchila, <laughs> never. Or business. Huh? Or business. Or business. <laughs> yeah, marketing on social media. Like Oof. Oof. So. They call it tarbuta liking. The culture of likes. That's, that, that's the generation. The culture of likes. Yeah, what, what if your post actually got five likes and those, and those five likes were macabling, like they really heard you? As opposed to some guy that, that posts something about something completely meaningless and has hundreds. But the psyche, what does the psyche? He's saying, you, I think, based on this, you can't figure out who you really are based on what's, what's happening from the macabre. What, what's, your, what's your intention? Right? So I can only speak about myself. But as a Baltfilah, right? Mm-hmm. Being asked to be Sharia Tzibur at an Ashkenaz shul with my Sephardic Nigunim, and at the end of the day, nobody knowing what's flying, right. and just looking at me like I have four heads. You know what? At the end of the day... Don't go there. No. If, if I was... Putting the halachic issues aside, right? But if, if, if I did it from the right place... Right, but the right place, but the right place has to be, in this case, a shaliach of a tzibur that, can, that knows your language. I'm talking about Shabbos. It's not like when it really, you know, like... Uh, yeah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, yeah. I'm talking about Shabbat, yeah, yeah. right? No, you see, then, you're talking about Shabbat. I'm talking about Shabbos. You see, already, <laughs> right there, right there. Rabbi, what you just did, this guy, this guy, this rabbi spoke to five individuals. Five. Doesn't matter, but he imbued a spark into them that now you have uh-huh. imbued into no, us, that, that, and it will speak to I know, but days. when it happens live, it's very hard to remember this. One of Reb Shlomo's Karbach's last concerts in Israel was in a place called uh-huh. Beit Zayit. Some of you know Beit Zayit is next to Mozart. I think it was in that shul there in Beit Zayit. There were six people at the, at the Rav Shlomo's last con- in, in Eretz Yisrael. If you get to know yourself and what's happening inside of you, then what happens outside of you is so much less important. If you get to know what's happening inside of you, what happens outside of you is so much less important. Amash kacha. And basically, you have no control what happens outside of you. Yeah, but the question is, do you have control over what happens inside of you? That's the goal. To have control over it. But there's no... Right. Okay, well, we're going to get there. Next paragraph. We're not trying to to, uh, command you and make you feel like, you know, now you're on, now you're being, you're taking orders, because that generally doesn't work with people that are, have a strong desire for, for light and stuff like that, if they feel like they're being ordered. Telling you, think like this, speak like this. This don't think. We're not, we're not, that's not the parsha of this book in terms of how to activate the emotional button. We're not going to give you orders. We're not going to tell you what to think about, what not to think about. It doesn't, doesn't work. 
כי כל אחד רוצה לחשוב, לדבר ולעשות רק את הטוב. The Rebbe believes in people. He's saying, really, everyone wants to do good. Last night I did a, I did a, some of your daughters were there, I did a, a, a shmuz for the uh, seventh and eighth grade girls of the community. And uh, we were talking about, like, the, we were talking about how difficult it is to connect to tefillah, to davening, especially when someone, you know, a teacher standing over you in seventh grade, seeing where your finger is in the sitter. Sorry, guys. In, in my book, that teacher should never, ever, ever be teaching Jewish children. Not, not tefillah, not Torah, not, not even geometry, but whatever. So I looked around, and, I, and they all had been very open. They all admitted, like, I, don't, I feel fake, I feel this, I get distracted. I, I said, yeah, but can we all just agree that we wish we could feel connected? You all want to feel connected, right? And they all lived with I said, absolutely. He's saying... כל אחד, these girls really, it was amazing. כל אחד רוצה לחשוב, לדבר, לעשות רק את הטוב. ולבסס, I believe, each and, of, each and every one of us want to do the good. או על כל פנים רוצה שירצה. Or at least, they want to want to do good. Which we already know, we've learned. That's already a high level. Like, I wish I wanted to actually care about certain things. Like, I wish I cared, and it's, it's sincere. I had a kid call me this week, and, and, uh, I will just, whatever, without regardless of the age, teenager, says, I wish I cared to put on tefillin, I just, I don't even care. It's like, wow, it's so amazing. It's like, why? It's like, because that bothers you. Gewalt. It's amazing. With all the goodwill I have, the Rebbe says, many of us, it's just hard for us to execute. to execute the good will that we have. What we're, you know, what we're going to try to hopefully discover here are emtsaim. Emtsaim. How do you say emtsaim? Mediums? Mediums. We have ways. Bezrat Hashem. Ech nuchal lasot et ze, et asher nitztavenu betoratenu, umikdoshenu vetzatikei chasidenu. Don't tell me what to do. Hashem told me what to do. The tzaddikim have written in the books what to do. I just got to find the medium, the platform, the means through which I could take a ratzon tov and put it into action. So the Rebbe is putting a lot of trust and faith and really like this, if we had you know, teachers like this and our children that looked at them, kids getting distracted, and instead of saying no, they said, they would stop and say, I, I know how badly you, you really want to connect right now. It's, it's okay. You'll come, you'll come back soon, okay? Now that's impossible when you put one teacher on 30 kids also. That's ridiculous. It's setting yourself up from failure from the beginning. But that's, that's the kind of mechanchim we need. Lachen. Gam bazeh, in this too, behakarat harikshiyut nafshecha min haimtsayim shela aleinu ledaber. By getting to know yourself. And by getting to know yourself, it means you'll know what works for you. A person has to get to know themselves because what works for you may not work for me. It just won't. And all you have to do now is sit back, relax, and listen. Listen closely. And pay attention to the means through which we're offering. He's not saying that every single thing we're seeing here is going to be applicable or be found like... to be the thing that each person needs, but amongst all the tachbulot that we're coming together with, 
there'll be something that each person can pick up on. Each person can pick up on. The maskana we had last night from the girls was like, let's come up with like a code word that'll help us always rezone and refocus to what we really want, which is to feel connected to davening. Let's come up with some kind of a phrase or, or, or a slogan. We did. It's Rashi Tevos Tmoin, T M I O N, Tmion, something like that. This moment is only now. They, they, they came up with this, not me. Because first it started with YOLO. You know what YOLO is? YOLO is the. Li- li- huh? Did you do the things? <laughs> YOLO is the Rashi Tevos of the door, which is actually absolute Sheker. You only live once, you actually don't. <laughs> especially, this especially this door, right? Like, you don't live, we've been here many, I don't know. You know, there haven't been new neshamas in, in, uh, in many Dorod. Yeah. You only live once. Anyway, YOLO, meaning go and have fun. You only live once. That's how the... the, the no. But what, what definitely doesn't happen again is the moment that's in front of you right now. So these girls came to the conclusion saying, if I remember right now, forget people commanding me what to do, telling me what to do. But if I think about myself, that this moment for me is, will never happen again, that they felt that that was a sikui for them to feel replugged in to the opportunity to take advantage of the opportunity in front of them, of of talking to Hashem. These thirteen year old girls, very strong stuff, mamash, very very strong stuff. Whatever that you know, whatever the slogan is, whatever that Rashi Tevas is for every door, is different. You know that this basically, you know, the Alter Rebbe says that a bittul mitzvah say shazman grama is like, he likens it kind of to, to basically bringing a bastard into the world. How, how so? It's pretty heavy stuff, right? <laughs> you weren't expecting that one. Bitul mitzvah saseh grama, if I don't take advantage of a moment, for instance, a time-bound mitzvah, then what am I basically doing to that moment? I created a vacancy that can never, ever change because that moment will never come back anymore just like if I bring a bastard into the world I brought a mitziyut into a world that his status can never change either I mean how do you de-bastardize yourself it's like a whole no think about it how do you how do you right so the Alter Rebbe is saying when a person lives with this consciousness yeah it is a little bit more intimidating it's a little bit more uh I don't know, because basically means that every moment that I didn't take advantage of will never come back again, which is true. If someone this morning didn't say, for instance, they didn't say, they didn't say Shema yet, right? So yeah, you could still have a Geshmak day and fill your day with a bunch of Nikudot of Or and mitzvahs and holy things. And you're not a Choteh, you're not a Poshea, but there's a, there's a moment in time, Tmaon, this moment is only now. It was only now then. So a chassid says, don't focus on that. Focus on the next opportunity you have to make sure you don't go over that mistake again. If you strip away everything, 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 you'll realize that who you really are is someone that doesn't want to miss on all the moments that's in front of them, that's available to them. Problem is, how close are we to that place? So going back to what we learned on Monday, if a person can hear his own voice singing to Hashem with the Malachi Asharis, but instead he says, I'm not sure I buy that, and he misses that opportunity. Maybe on account of like Chataim and Averas, you didn't do any Averas. 
But is that really what life's about? That I didn't do an Avera as opposed to I didn't take advantage of where I could have been right now? So the Rebbe believes very strongly that if we're really listening and paying attention inside, we will, we will learn how to create the platform for us to implement all that we really want to do that somehow gets stuck on the way. But to go back to the beginning of Shir, that these two words are everything, the whole Shir. What are the two words? Two words. Hakol Becha. Fourth line in the second paragraph. Dorshim, all bereshit avodatcha, as you begin the avoda on yourself. Mimcha dorshim, we're demanding of you to choose to take our word that what? Everything is inside of you. Everything. Now, what does he mean? What is he referring to with the word hakol? What is he referring to when he says everything? What is he referring to? All the tools and all the capability of being a person. You want to That's in you. What else falls under that category? Everything you've been looking for. All kol becha. Everything you've been looking for, you ready? It's in you. What else? Very bonus leilam. The chelik elokamimal, nefesh elokis, hakol becha. How that person experiences godliness is not in you; it's in him. You understand? Don't look to him to see how he wins his wars because maybe the way Hashem reveals himself to that person is very different than the way Hashem reveals himself to you. Hakol means everything that you need in order to do the work is in you. Everything you... Remember the, remember the famous... Uh, I told you this story so many times. Such a, I love it. It's, such, it's my go-to story. All the time, it's great. There was a tzaddik, his name was Reber, Reberel of Radoshitz. Did I, did I tell you this story about Reberel of Radoshitz? He was literally uh, mamash, mamash, uh, uh, poor, a pauperish, but paupers. Paupers. Not paupers, paupers. <laughs> he made the Rebbe Rebzusha look rich, if you understand what I mean, with, in terms of, you know, lack of wealth. But you know, every tzaddik had a, has a certain bracha or a certain mitzvah that they're most connected to. It's like, it's their thing. For instance, the Rapshatzer Rebbe, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Horowitz, the Rapshatzer Rebbe, his thing was tzitzis, everyone knows. Every tzaddik has their own thing. So, this tzaddik, or their own bracha, this tzaddik, Beryl of Radishit, would say like this. He, when he would get up in the morning and daven Birkas HaShachar, he would daven, but there was one bracha he said, out loud, much louder than any other bracha. Which one? Baruch, that's something we said this morning. Each of us said it this morning. Baruch ato Hashem aleikeinu melech haolam she'asali kol tzarki. Right? Blessed are you, God, the master, you know, king of the world, that you've provided for me everything I need. And he would, that was the one that he said with extra kavana out loud. So a few of the Hasidim like, went up to him after this was happening every morning and saying, why are you making a mockery out of the brachas? I said, what are you talking about? He's like, Asali Kotsarki. You're such you're the biggest schlepper we've ever seen in our They called him Beryl the Batlan, actually. He was such a schlepper. Mamash a schlepper. So they said to him, they asked him, why, why are you making a mockery out of the brachas? Asali Kotsarki. So he looked at them and he said, How do you know that I don't have everything I need to do my tikkun in this world? I didn't say 
ברוך אתו השם אלוקינו מלך העולם שנתן לי כל רצוני. That he gave me everything I want. That's not the bracha. The bracha is, שעשה לי כל צעקי. The bracha is, הכל בך. It's basically saying, ברוך אתו השם אלוקינו מלך העולם שהכל בי. That's, that's really what the bracha is. הכל בי. The, the, you know, the, the format of a chabura is the format of constant reflection, of bouncing off each other, the, the non-stop, the consistent, no, the, the, the notion that I can cause, I can remind you, hakol bi, hakol becha, like continuously, to remind each other, hakol becha, and maybe if you haven't found yet the platform or the means that would work for you, if I remember shakol bi, Everything's in me. I just, didn't, I just didn't discover yet what it is. But I'll keep on discovering it. But the Rebbe is saying, you can't move forward. And don't think we're here to have you create something new, to be an inventor of something, that, an innovator, of something that never happened before. You know, everyone has a taiva to be a mechadish. Like a mechadish, meaning I have to bring something completely new down to the world that never existed before. And, and most people that go, go on that route, lechatchila, that they really suffer in this world. There are people that are innovators, just mitzad der teva. They're not trying hard to be anyone but themselves. Mitzad der teva, they bring down new things to the world. New chidushim. But the Baal Shem Tov already said, when we say in Tehidim, Torah Tashem Tmima, that doesn't just mean that it's like Tmima Milishon uh, pure, but Tmima Milishon, like Tam, is also Shalim. It's complete, which means everything that anyone will ever mechadish Till Mashiach comes in after, was already given to Meishu Rabbeinu at Har Sinai. The Gemara says that the 40, during the 40 days he was learning Torah Shebikhtav. And during the nights, there was, it says, the Chut Shel Chesed. That's why Rav Arash's yeshiva is named that. Chut Shel Chesed, this like a string of, of Chesed, came down on Meishu Rabbeinu and he would learn all the Torah Shebaal Tosfos says this in Shabbos, I think. And they would learn all the, all the whatever you and I will ever machadish in our lives, was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. But I think it's very like when the Rebbe says here, we're not asking of you to bring down something that never existed before. We're just asking you to discover what already exists. I don't know. To me, that's calming very much. That's not threatening. That's not intimidating. That's very calming. Yes, I am in Shpilka, so now I want to know what that is, but at least, Loda, if someone comes and tells me, you got to do something that was never done before, oh boy. But if someone comes and tells you, you got to do what every single great person has ever done. Believe that everything's in them and then dig deep inward bound. Then I'm like, okay. I'll believe that. Again, going into the music industry is, is the worst thing you can do for this kind of work. Mamash. It's, it's, it's brutal. Very weird. Very scary. Bichlal, like I said before, the performing arts. It's a very weird thing. My expression of my neshama should have nothing to do with how long or how much you will do this. No much. Should have nothing. Give yourself... That's the secret. I once, I once had, a whole, I had a long debate with someone. I said, the sod of our Hatzlacha would be, if one Malava Malka, like if you said every two months, if you're a very busy musician, you say, one Motzei Shabbos, every two months you're booked. You, your calendar is not, it's not open. And it's your Gmach. It's basically your, uh, your chesed gig that you do and make the equivalent. If you want to feel better, you say, oh, tonight I can make 3,000 shekel, $3,000. That's my gmach money. That's my, my miser money. 
And who are you donating, donating it to? To Klal Yisrael. How? By discovering who you are. How does, that, how does that work? You give yourself a concert. No one's in the room. You just sit there and you do the same set list and you say the same tires and you look at a mirror. Can you do that or not? I would love to challenge every musician to do that. What do you think? Who would buy into that? Can you see Dave Grohl doing that? No one knows who that is? Huh? You know who that is. I bet you the big ones have done that. The big, big ones have done that. And if they can't, it means there's something in the yisodiyut of it wrong. You have to makabal from yourself. You have to makabal from yourself. So it doesn't have to be, to be a musician. Anything that you do in this world that you have to give over to figure out that way, that it's not dependent on the makabal to justify the sincerity of your expression in this world. I think that'd be amazing. You ever give yourself a spinning class? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> Yossi, you ever give yourself a tour? No. <laughs> That'd be amazing, no? I'll yeah. T- I'll tell you the one that I remember <laughs> the most was um, after the... I completely took a break from it um, during the third segar. For a while in the second segar, I would, I would just go to my studio and I would invite the people who wouldn't be upset that I was sharing a space with other people, which, which means, uh, you know, the right people. <laughs> <laughs> um, how to make sure there wasn't too many at a time, but basically it was just like small crowds. And then in the third segment, I just completely took a break. I was kind of burnt out. I was still serving, with, you know, just a couple of people at a time. And the third segment, I just completely stopped. It was like, I was close for like 45 days. And before I got back to opening up, I didn't even plan it. It just kind of evolved. I got on a bike, no music, no nothing. And I just started riding again as if like a brand new person, a new soul in the world, just started arriving in the world with no, no, like a blank slate, no intentions really, just trying to be doing what I always did, but never done before. How was it? I mean, it was, it was, it was awakening. It was awakening. Yeah. I mean, when I got back on in front of people, I was already, I was reaching, reaching back to a place that I existed without, without companionship, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's like almost exactly everything we, we, we just learned today. Okay, we'll stop here. Thank you. We'll stop here. We'll continue this on Monday. And we'll learn Friday morning. Tomorrow night, tell your wife. Tomorrow night? Today's Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. The weeks are... Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. for women. Rev Brody at Yosses. 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. for men by Charles. 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Okay, right? 9 p.m. is by Charles? No, 9 p.m. is by Charles, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. by Yossi. Okay. Women at 8 p.m., men 9 p.m. Shkoyam. Wow. Uh-huh.